Hello everyone, it was so nice we did it twice. My name is HDO Happy Dude and we are here for the HDMD podcast, also known as H2O Happy Dude's Mind Dump, where we just open up our mind and share off anything that is, you know, off the top of our heads. This time it's actually being recorded live with a guest. Yay! And, it's me. Uh, so... We're here with uh, someone who I've known for about 17 years and uh, known him throughout the wrestling wrestling business. And, you know, we've been really good friends. Uh, I want to say founder of the Cinemasticast. Yes. You'll, probably, you'll probably correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. Uh, well, co-founder. Co- oh, with Brandon, right? With with Brandon, yes. Okay. Um, a uh, panelist on Radio Free GTR. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I miss anything, let me know. <laughs> no, that th- that's the two that's the two main things I do right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Doctor Wayne Camp. Yay, that's me. Thank um, you. Happy so, to be here. Happy to be called Doctor for once. Happy to show off my kitty. Happy, happy, happy. For the audio listeners, you have to now, you know. Go to the Patreon to see the cute kitty. One dollar's <laughs> here. We'll get you access to everything. Um, there you go. So, um, we've known each other because of professional wrestling. Yes, that is how we met. And uh, I was wanting to know exactly as, like, it goes further back than that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. All right. So, um, I, I, I started with professional wrestling. My grandfather was a professional wrestler. Uh, in the 50s and 60s in, in this area, the Mid-South area. Uh, ran his own promotion for a while. And, uh, you know, when when I was young, Saturday morning cartoons, I would watch those. And then, of course, wrestling would come on. And for the longest time, I, I, I just wasn't interested. Of course, I was like five, six, you know. And my grandfather showed me, no, wrestling is cool. And got me into it, and I was neck deep ever since. Uh, I I watched, of course, we watched Channel 5 Wrestling. uh, And then, you know, I would soon discover on Saturday mornings, there was a lot of wrestling on television. There was World Class. There was the NWA. There was the AWA. There was a lot of stuff. Uh, and I consumed it all and watched it all and loved it all. What's really interesting is that it would always be uh, like we would, me and my brother would always sit down and watch Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is, is that one of the things that like I wrote for uh, Cinemasticast, Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House Review Right. That would always be on CBS at the same time mm-hmm. as Saturday Morning Wrestling. Right. So it was either when it wasn't preempted by SEC Sports back in the day. Yes. But um, I got to plug it within the first five minutes. Are you happy? <laughs> um, so um, the cinemascast.com. Yes. Here we go. We're, we yeah. got it out of the way. Um, so. We, we have been collectively for at least 34 years, if not 
40 or 50 between the two of us. So my question to you is, is how has your consumption of professional wrestling changed since the, the COVID era of entertainment? Well, I, I wouldn't say that it changed a lot, uh, mainly because I don't watch it as much as I used to. Uh, not, not that I don't like it. I mean, I still keep up with it. You know, I still watch, you know, the recaps on YouTube and the highlights. And, uh, you know, I watch this week in WWE on the network. So I keep up with it. I know what's going on, but I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not sitting there riveted like I used to be. Uh, and part of that is I'm older I'm into other things. You know, I, I, I spent, you know, a many, many years of my life not to give away how, how ancient I am. You were using uh, an abacus back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably why I can't do math. Uh, that and too many shots to the head. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Shut mm. up. <laughs> um but I, I still want I still watch it I still keep up with it um you know there there are some things that rivet me now but uh the majority of it now uh so the co the covid era didn't really affect me but I know it affected a lot of people uh, just because of, I mean, a lot of a lot of people don't understand this, but a live crowd is the energy for that show, for any show. Uh, you know, we we can both attest to working a show with no crowd or very small crowd. Back in the TIWF days, that yeah, but when we were in Jackson, we 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 wouldn't regularly have packed houses but if the weather was bad we'd have maybe about 15 20 people that'd be the loudest 15 to 20 people but <laughs> it doesn't make up for the fact of the lack of asses every 18 inches right right and and that live crowd i mean that's that's your battery right there you know when when you come out there and and whether they cheer you or boo you or uh want to high five you or whatever that that's energy that you're getting to put on the best show that you can and if that energy's not there it's tough it's really tough yeah so that... I, I i can only imagine you know when you're used to working in front of 20 30 40 000 people and then all of a sudden there's nothing I can only imagine how hard that is. Like, um, we, I can't remember who was with me, but I remember doing a double shot on 4th of July weekend one year. And mm -hmm. I, uh, I went to, uh, a TIWF show a couple of weeks before. And, uh, 
I was booked by uh, Carnage Antoine and a couple of other people that knew that they needed a rest. So they, it's like, Snatch, you're coming with us. Um, uh huh. And uh, I ended up getting. You always need refs. Always need refs. I all. Uh, I ended up getting booked for the Fourth of July show via Brandon Baxter. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a story that comes around f- full circle here momentarily, but um, uh, that had to be that crowd of like maybe 200 people on a beach. After it rained on a Fourth of July, was had to be the biggest adrenaline rush that I've ever had. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, knowing for a fact that there is no one in the crowd, like for WrestleMania, there was no one in the crowd. Yeah. Not even, not even the uh, the, the the boys and girls at NXT. Oh like, no, they hadn't. They hadn't started doing that yet. Mm. Uh-uh. It's like no, uh, like maybe for the first month or so after lockdown, there was maybe uh, you had it was it was after the Rumble, so the first major pay per view was uh, WrestleMania, and there was mm. nobody. There was nobody to feed off of, and it right. fe- and I I made a mistake of following a bunch of wrestling YouTubers uh, like Going In Raw and uh, Cultaholic and Wrestle Talk and stuff like that. And when all three of them said that the show was going to be heavily produced and pre-taped? Yeah. Uh, that took me out of it. Mm. Um, also, the... Uh, like... Stop feeding fan noise. Yeah, yeah. the The artificial fan noise is is it's not so bad now. If if you're watching the the Thunderdome, it's not so bad now. Uh, but yeah, back then it just it just sounded so phony. Uh, I like the fact that they they uh chopped. WrestleMania into two nights. They've been needing to do that for five years. Uh, I don't know about that. I do. Wrestle Kingdom is two nights. It wasn't two nights until this recent year, though. No, it's been two nights for a while, hadn't it? To Google. To Google. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but. Look, when when WrestleMania got to the point where it was seven hours, oh yeah, I, I'm just like, I mean, it it needed to be two nights. I thought I thought that was good. I liked that. Uh, but, and I liked the fact that when when there's no live crowd, the promos have more impact. No pun intended. You, you actually get what the person wants to say and not them playing to the crowd. I like that. But as far as matches go, yeah, it's it's a little weird when nobody's there. The uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 was the first one 
to go uh, two nights, January 4th and 5th. Um, this year? January 4th and 5th, 2020. Huh. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm, I might be curious. I, I have taken a lot of shots to the head over the years. So I don't claim to be the smartest person or the most rememberable person. The the triple main event for night one was Takahashi and Osprey for the junior heavyweight title, Naito and Jay White for the intercontinental title, and Okada and Ibushi for the heavyweight title. And then that led into the double title match on the fifth. Hmm. Wait, Jericho worked that card? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. If you beat me, you get a shot at the AEW world title. That never fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now let's let's talk about AEW for a second. Okay. Like we said, like we said, when when all this first started, WWE went straight, no crowd, no nothing, and moved it to AEW. the uh, performance center. Moved it to the performance center. AEW. They started putting workers in the crowd, and that gave it that gave it a little a little bit. That gave it enough to be more than just dead silence, right? And and I, I liked that. Uh, plus, it, it gave them more avenues for angles. Like you know, give give me like even if it is 20 people standing seven feet apart from each other, I would rather have that than the artificial bullshit that they, that they, yeah. that they're giving. Oh us. yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and the idea, I, of, I'd, I'd watch a whole show of MJF watching wrestling. Good night, everybody. I, I, I'd watch that whole show. You know, a buddy of mine, Ernie Blair without fear. He also, he also is a huge MJF fan and like, mm-hmm. There would be a small part of me that would walk up to him and just, like, kick him in the dick and then run for my life. (laughs) However, after seeing that man in person at the, uh, at the, uh, December 5th show that was here in South Haven... I don't know whether or not I'd actually want to do that. Um, uh, all I know about the guy is that he never breaks character. No. And Him and Orange Cassidy. Like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know that much about Orange Cassidy, because, mainly because he doesn't do a lot of interviews or anything like that. Um, but he, he did MJF, he did a couple of for uh, C two E two last year. Yeah, when uh, AEW had their presence uh, after All Out or Double or Nothing, I can't remember. But, but when they launched their when they started launching their toy lines, that they started bringing in like best friends, Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. uh, MJF. Uh, this was this was at the point in time. Where Cody had that really shitty neck tattoo, oh. and he was wrapping it—he was wrapping it with a scarf—in uh-uh. Chicago heat at like the middle of July, which has got to be one of the biggest mistakes 
I have personally seen someone make. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not necessarily the tattoo or the meaning of the tattoo. It's just the location of it. Yeah. If, if, if that tattoo had gone on his arm or on his leg or something like that, it'd have been fine. But right there on his neck, that that's so stupid. I, I don't know why he did that. Yeah. So uh, the funny thing is, is that like when, when they announced that uh, they were going to bring in uh, Mike Tyson to uh, do the belt presentation for the uh-huh. TNT title, my initial thought was, is that like, Cody wins with a shitty neck. Space? Cody Cody wins with a shitty neck tattoo presented by a guy who's a boxing legend with a shitty face tattoo. Ugh. All that you are are like six to eight inches lower from turning it into a shitty face and, tattoo, and and a shitty belt on top of that. Look, okay, remember that? Okay, it was, it was only half done. Okay, here here's here's my thought process on it. The way that it was presented as a what appeared to be like silver plated with a red strap uh-huh. with the letters yeah. TNT champion on it. The problem with me started with not the belt itself, but the name of the championship. Okay. The idea of it being a TNT championship. Right. Like what happens if they lose TNT? God forbid well, it actually happens. Or it's defended yeah. on pay-per-view, or it's defended... Weirdly enough, if it's defended on Dark, it should be well, called... I think the, the television championship. Exactly. The, the AEW television champion. Right. But I can see the point of that is so old school. And AEW is, is about not. not being old school. So what television station are we on? TNT. TNT. Well, then it's the TNT Championship. Now let's get to that fucking belt. <laughs> okay. It looks good now that it's done. Here, but here, back then, it was only half done. Okay, when it was presented, it was it was the silver with the red strap. Uh-huh. The more and more I started seeing it on TV, the more and more I started getting attached to the silver with the red strap. And here's yeah. why. The idea of having a championship is that you sh- that you know. Let me rephrase that: to have a belt identified with a champion mm-hmm. is to basically have a visual, visual, visual representation of that man being a champion, right? Right. So the belt, the way that it was, the more and more it got seen on TV, the more and more that you start being desensitized on the fact that it was not a finished title. Mm-hmm. That's true. To where when when I went back and watched the Brody Lee Cody match, that was the first time that I personally have seen the finished belt. Mm-hmm. And the way that it is now, I kind of like the, the silver and red instead of the silver golden red yeah but that's just me personally well it's like you said it's more of you got used to it the way it was yeah it's it's kind of like how for all those years the wwe united states title was the way that it was from Uh the inception to 2020 and then 
they go ahead and fucking change it. Yeah. By putting it on someone who basically stole the title from Apollo Crews and starts wearing it as a fake champion. Yeah, that 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 whole storyline is stupid. And plus, uh, plus also the way that they the way that they brought in the title means means a lot because mm-hmm. like I said the the storyline between Apollo and MVP that what what set up to the for the for the belt to change the way that it looked right you also had something that is like what 16 years old at this point mm-hmm. and then they change it the AEW title yeah I'll pro- the, the 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 TNT fuck it the AEW television title is <laughs> The, the, the TV title, the way that it was, or the way that it is now, yeah, I'll get used to it, but I prefer, personally, the unfinished one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I'm quite the belt mark. <laughs> um, and see, I don't, I don't get hung up on, on, on the belts as much as a lot of people. Because, uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest, they're props. They are, and they're they're props to help tell stories. Um, so I don't I don't get hung up on it that much. Now that there are some things that that annoy me, like uh, I, I I get heat for this all the time. I hate nameplates. Uh, Harley um, Race never wore a belt with a nameplate. We don't need nameplates on the belts. We know who they belong to. The side plates that WWE does—that's kind of—that's kind of cool. That's kind of nifty. But when they started putting the name plates right on the front, I'm just like, that is stupid. No point in that at all. I, I'm super indifferent when it comes to when it, when it comes to stuff like that because it's like if you if you like the side plates and you do not have an issue with the side plates. Then me no, personally, I, th- I think that's cool. Me personally, you should not have a problem with the nameplates, and here's why. Okay. Nameplates are identifiable. You know the person that's holding it, and basically, it bas- shows identity of the belt itself. Basically, it's like, hi, I am the world heavyweight champion. No, to the world heavyweight championship. I am held by Ric Flair because Ric Flair, to my knowledge, was the first one to ever have a nameplate on his on his belt. Well, he he had when when he created the big gold belt, he had his name engraved into the design of the belt. That's what it was. That's how that's how it started. But it's it basically was the predecessor to the nameplates. Yes. So, like, uh, case in point, in the WWE for the big spinner belt. In particular, uh-huh. no, it, it was a world heavyweight title. When yeah, when 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 they when they integrated the big gold belt into what they were doing, right? That's where the nameplate started because that's where Flair's name was, right? So that's where it started. But where they fucked up on it was when they would put a blank nameplate mm-hmm. right before a fucking title change. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Look, the, if it the was, side 
the, the side plates are cool because it's not just their name. It's their logo. It's their, you know, catchphrase. And it, and it works into the belt design. The nameplate, to me, the nameplates are just like writing your name in your underwear. It's just a big blaring name. There's no design to it. There's no style to it. It's just a plate with their name on it. And it's like, I can look, I, I can look at your face. I know who you are. Your name right. doesn't need to be there. All right, all right, all right. I got you. You have turned. <laughs> I, I convinced him. You, you, you've, you sold me on the uh, writing the name on your underwear. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, if lost, return to John Cena. It's it's done. Speaking of which, like I I I understand over the past couple of years that you know that they, that they've died off. But what is your opinion on? I think they had the spinner belt on WWE television for almost ten years. Uh huh. And. I remember hearing in, in uh, the documentary for, uh, I can't remember if it was the Edge or the Cena documentary, but they had it to where, um, like, Edge said that he hated the spinner belt, and when they just plastered his logo over the WWE spinner belt. Uh huh. What is your thoughts on, 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 in the, like, individual titles for particular people? Because, like the fiend actually has his version of the universal title. Uh, yeah, recently it's, it's just his face. Yeah, I I don't I don't have a problem with specialized belts. You know they 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 did one for for the Rock, they did one for Stone Cold, and then they made the big spinner belt for John Cena. Mm-hmm. The problem, the problem with that one was, when Cena wasn't the champion, they still used that belt. And I, unlike a lot of people, I don't have a problem with that belt. It was, it was flashy. It stood out. That's fine, but it was made specifically for Cena. So, when Cena didn't have the belt, we need to go back to another belt. It just makes sense to me, you know. And to see Triple H with that spinner belt. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, to me, a championship belt should have some reverence to it. You know, like I said, it is just a prop to tell storylines. I understand that. But if the storyline is this is the best person in the company, then there should be some reverence to that belt and the way it looks. Uh, the current ones are fine. I don't. Uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's just a big WWE logo." Well, okay. What's wrong with that? Uh, but I, I, I don't. I don't have an issue with the specialized belts as long as it's just for that person. Nobody else ever wore the the smoking skull. You know, nobody ever wore the Brahma Bull other than the Rock. And I don't even think he wore that one that long. I think they just made that one for him to sit at home. I think it was a one of, one of on TV when he, when uh, Austin brought the smoking skull. Mm-hmm. They brought it on Raw once. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, they had a pissing contest over whose belt looked better, but anyway. <laughs> well, we've been on wrestling talk for a good part of this first half hour. Yay. So my question to you is going to be on the realm of entertainment as a whole. All right. Because... Because we are in the uh, Corona era of entertainment, as I like to call it, um, what like, have you noticed that there has been a different trend as far as entertainment goes? Because we have the Netflix, the Hulu, the Disney Plus, the HBO Plus, like all of these. Not to mention HBO Plus has been very, very recent since the uh, like I want to say it, like was announced and launched. Uh, since the since the coronavirus, uh, um, they they had plans for it before, um, but yeah, I, I I have no doubt that it was maybe not rushed, but like we we need to get this out there because people you know are looking for it. Well, like the the idea of entertainment has changed over the years. Because mm-hmm. you have so many people cord, uh, cord cutting as far as traditional television, like you yes. have, you also have your uh, uh, YouTube television. I think it's like seventy dollars a month gets you like right. one hundred and twenty access to one hundred and twenty channels. Uh, you have the network, uh, WWE Network. You have IWTV. Um, what? What has been? What has changed over the past couple of years as far as uh, entertainment and what has now been, in your mind, considered to be the standard form of entertainment from this past, uh, starting from this past April? Well, uh, we, for, for the long time, we've been moving away from cable. Um, it's, it's gotten to a point where cable is just not affordable anymore. Uh, plus you get into the realm of okay. Let's say let's say you're you're paying one hundred and twenty dollars for cable. That's every month, and you might you you get. Let's let's just use a round number: a hundred channels. You get a hundred channels for one hundred and twenty dollars a month. In that month, how many of those channels do you use? ESPN, Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. Food Network, TNT, USA. Right. So, so you you barely use, I, let's say five percent of those one hundred channels. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll even we'll even let's go let's go to ten, ten percent. So you use ten channels out of a hundred. What is what? What are you? You're spending $120 a month to watch 10 channels. Of uh, we we used to pay nothing and watch five. Okay, so the 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 thing about it is, and the cable companies know that in a lot of areas, that's the only choice you have. Okay, the internet is still not as prevalent as cable television. So, I think for a long time, we've been moving toward 
this this streaming and and the way streaming works um now depending on how many streaming services you want it can get just as expensive as cable but you're buying what you want to watch if i if i have a streaming service and i don't never use it it's gone i can cut it out so you can't do that with cable i can't say take these other 90 channels away and cut my bill down to twenty dollars they won't do that with streaming you can do that you know like i had hbo now before it became hbo max and i I watched uh, game of thrones and then i watched watchmen and after that was done i was like there's nothing else on here i want to watch so away it goes so that's so you spent like so you spent like maybe 14.99 for that first month and then all of a sudden it's like it's kind of like the uh I call it the Netflix paradox to where mm. like you go in like, like for me, I'm such a fucking nerd. Okay. So I would go yes, in, I would go, <laughs> I would go in and watch the, I would binge the entire series of power Rangers uh-huh. or as much as I fucking could. Right. Then scour Netflix and like Netflix is a good chunk of either movies or television I never watched growing up, so there's no like. I think I think at the time where I started binge watching Power Rangers, it was that and reboot. Uh-huh. Then I just stopped watching, uh, stopped watching Netflix after that first free trial month, because I'm a cheap bastard mm-hmm. like that, uh-huh. and just canceled canceled the subscription. Yeah, Be- because like there's only. Like, unlike YouTube, you have, like, uh, slow-mo guys, uh, the Rooster, uh, the Rooster Teeth Family Network, you had, uh, mm. the, the, the Let's Play, you have, like, I don't watch these people, I'm just using them as an example, uh, Jacksepticeye, PewDiePie, Markiplier, um, uh, Funhouse, um, you have a plethora of, of stuff for free uh-huh. on YouTube. And you can go lose about 90 hours of, you know, a, oh, yeah. a week easy just surfing yeah, easy. YouTube for easy. free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here comes the WWE Network having their free, free uh, service. Yeah, let's put that in quotation. Free, free um, content. Yeah, with everything behind a, everything you want to watch behind a fucking paywall. Uh huh. Yeah. So when when you realize that there's no, it's kind of like uh, when you retire from a job. You've done everything that you could at that position. They won't give you anything else. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm done. I'm out. So yeah. you, So you just leave yeah. the platform. Now uh, I, w- I will say that there, there are some streaming services that I subscribe to that I don't I don't use all the time, but they are I, I call it I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. That's Netflix. That's Amazon. That's uh, WWE Network. 
uh, which, you know, they just recently put up some independent promotions that I got really excited about. Uh, that was a case of, I'm glad I still have it because they put something up there I wanted to see. Was it Progress, ICW, and... Uh, Evolve. Yeah. If they have the old Evolves, I'll, 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 I'll pony up the 999 for it. I don't think they have anything old up there yet, but I know that they're working on it. Okay. Uh, so, when I hear, yeah. so when I hear that they've updated it with Evolve 1 through 100... That's when I'm getting in on it. Yeah, I, 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 from what I understand, they're working on it. It's it's all newer stuff, but I, ICW. I was like, there's a hardcore promotion on the network. How how did that happen? Um, but anyway, back back on topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so streaming, I think sh- streaming is getting better and better all the time. Uh, there are so many different. Like you can specialize. Like I, I have a uh, BritBox, and BritBox is all British television, and it's amazing. Uh, I have Broadway HD, which is all uh, stage plays and stage musicals, which I love. The and internet is for porn. The yeah. internet is for porn. The other, the other day, I watched the Toxic Avenger, the musical. That's it actually a thing. Amazing. It, yes, it is amazing. Um, but I must watch. You can find your your geek in a streaming service somewhere, and they're usually not that expensive. BritBox is three ninety nine, and uh, Broadway HD is four ninety nine. And not to mention, uh, I think the name of it is Shout Factory. Shout Factory has theirs. Troma has theirs. Um, Shout Full Fact- Moon Pictures. Last time, Shout Fact- uh, last Power time, Rangers. Yeah, oh, last yeah. time I checked, they had the original Sentai series. Uh huh. And yep. they also have the full series of reboot. Yep. Which is they also they also have the full series of Starcade. If if you're old like me, you will remember Starcade. It's it's a game show where they played arcade games. Yeah, I, I found like actual not not Nick Arcade where they made up games. Actual arcade games. The actual machines were on the stage and they would play. Them. So what makes it hilarious is is that I found out about Starcade when I started uh, finding like binge watching old G four coverage when they announced uh-huh. that they were coming back at the first of the year. Yeah, and I'm like okay. So, because it's like, all that I remember is Attack of the Show. Um, and going back even further than that, you had the screensavers and, uh, uh, God, what was it? Arena back uh, when it was G4 yeah. before the merger. And I was just like, yeah. what is, oh my God. And I just sat there and started binge watching episodes of uh, Starcade. I'm like, uh-huh. where was this when I was a kid? And then it dawned on me we had Nick Arcade. We had Nick Arcade, yeah. Uh, but back to your original question. Yes, yes, yes. COVID. The big thing that happened with COVID was theaters shut down. That was the major blow from COVID. So streaming services 
got more popular because people were at home and they wanted to watch movies. They wanted to watch TV. The A lot of the major movie studios went, well, why don't we take some of the... They wanted to test the waters. So they would throw out... Um, I don't even remember what the first movie that, that they did it with. Uh, but they put it out video on demand, which is basically streaming. Uh, the, first and one, the first one that I can remember going straight to video on demand was uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Was it? It, it, it that, might have been. That's the one that I remember personally going straight to uh-huh. because I was more invested on the hot garbage dumpster fire that was the original CG trailer than the actual uh, movie yeah. itself, so I was keeping yeah. track of it. The movie was awesome. I loved that movie. Uh, but yeah, that original trailer, you were just like, what the that? That's not uh, my Sonic, goddammit. That's not my Sonic. Um, but yeah, the shutting down the theaters and then the the uh, film distributors and the film creators trying to figure out a way to uh, get their money off, off of their product. Uh, and I, they quickly found out that hey, we could put it out video on demand and make just as much money. Because Because, everyone wants to see it anyway. Because everyone wants to see it anyway. And let's be honest. As I'm a huge movie person, I watch movies all the time. I don't go to the theater anymore. It is is a nightmare to go to the theater now. Uh, Mainly because the people who do go to the theater... Are trash. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You're not lying. They, they won't shut up. They're rude. They're obnoxious. And, you know, they act like they're watching a movie at home. So let's all just watch movies at home. It's 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 easier. And I and I don't have to want to kill people. Actually, the Sonic of the Hedgehog movie was released before the pandemic. Mm, okay, but I I, I know there that. was I know there was one that got released video on demand because the theaters were shut down, and like all the theater owners went went into a panic because it made so much money, and they were like, "Oh my god," uh, you know, and like AMC and uh, Universal had this big argument about it, and uh, and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, it's 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 the way the future is. Um, I mean, I don't I don't want the theaters to completely go away. Um, you know, I kind of like what a lot of theaters are doing now, where they're showing classic movies. You know, I would I would love to be able to go to uh, a theater and watch an old movie. That I've never been able to see on on that big screen. That's to me, that's an appeal. I, I like that. Um, but they need to look at a system of okay, we're going to put it out in the theater and we're going to put it out video on demand at the same time. That way, people who want to go to the theater and see it can go to the theater and see it, and the people who want to stay at home and watch it can stay at home and watch it. 
So one of the movies that was released uh, during COVID that went straight to uh, video on demand was Mulan. Well, Mulan is kind of a special case. Uh, Mulan, yeah, Mulan was was going to go into theaters. And I think the, the theaters that are open have access to it. I think Disney, you know, did send it out but their main thing was okay we're going to put it on Disney Plus we're going to charge a premium price for it it's not included with the service you have to pay I think it's $30 to get it for I want to say two months like six weeks or eight weeks something like that and then in in December it'll be part of the service well once again, my stupidity oversees everything else. Uh, the release date for Mulan was March 9th uh, in Hollywood. So it was specifically uh-huh. released for the L.A. market, I guess. Uh, it had a budget of 20, uh, $200 million. It was released September 4th for the rest of the United States via right. Disney+. Plus. Right. So... It, it claims that there's a box office of 64.4 million. Mm. So between March and September, there was an ass load of people watching it. Now, in order for them to break even on the movie, uh, hold on. Where, where, where? No, I don't want to know that Christina Aguilera was on the fucking soundtrack. Um, Mulan's world premiere was held at Dolby Theater in Hollywood on March 9th. The film was originally scheduled for November 12th, 2018. Theatrical release was delayed. It was rescheduled for March 27th, 2020 uh, before being released from the movie uh, release calendar due to the pandemic. Yeah. In, in order for them to break even, uh, Variety es- estimated that Mulan would need to be viewed by 8.4 million Disney Plus subscribers, which is mm. 13.8% of the entire viewer base. Wait. 8.4 million people being only thir- almost 14% of the viewer base on Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. And see, the problem is the $30 price point. If they had put it up there for 10 bucks, uh, they would have gotten a lot more views. They also would have gotten a lot more views if it was a better movie. But that's neither here nor there. Mm. This one's for free. If anyone from any, like, streaming service is listening to this, have a select number of new releases. Like, new as in, like, the calendar year. Mm. Have people rent them a la carte. Yeah. There there are lots of services out there that do that. Like personally I use Voodoo. Uh that's a V U D U. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can buy movies there, you can rent movies there. Uh and it's a it's a great service. And there's a lot of them that are just like that. Redbox has an app where you can stream and rent movies. 
Um, it needs to be the standard, though. I I agree, but we go back to the point of the internet's not everywhere. There's there's a lot of areas that still either either have no internet or have very low basic internet. Like they're still on dial up. Um, so there there are a lot of places where streaming is just not possible. Uh, and I would hate to live there right now in a pandemic because uh, I would be bored out of my mind. Um, yeah, I think I but, would too, to be honest. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, it just the thirty dollars price point it was was way too high. It was way too high. Um, and and I'm still not clear on whether that thirty dollars lets you keep the movie, or if you only get it for a few days. I'm, I'm still not clear on on how that works. Uh, but e- either either way, it's it's way too high. If they had put it at like ten, maybe fifteen, I think a lot more people would have gone for it. Uh, I like most rentals on Voodoo are like seven bucks, and you get to keep it for like three days. So I I don't I don't know what Disney was thinking. Well, Disney seemed to have wrote their own Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's like Disney Plus has been well-received thanks to its affordable price. Well, Disney Disney Plus is affordable. I'm just talking about Mulan. Oh, Mulan okay. itself was $30, and you get it. You know, you, basically the, the appeal was you get it early. And I'm just like, no. I I I'm I don't I'm not paying thirty dollars to get it early. For thirty dollars, uh-huh. be- I I I better have a you know hot girl show up my, show up at my door to give me a handy for the extra mm. twenty. Right while we're watching Mulan, yeah. Ta da! Uh huh. Um, but no, Disney Plus itself is very nice. Uh, I I bought it. Uh, of course, I'm a theme park nerd. So I'm a member of uh, D23. So D23 members got uh, three years of Disney Plus for $100. And I jumped on that like a cat on a rat. Uh, so, so how much is it per month? Like I want to say it's... No, it's not that cheap. Um, I want to say it's 15 a month something like that it's it's equivalent to netflix okay yeah it's equivalent to netflix um i just wish netflix would go the route of i I love the ones that offer a year you you can you can have a year for you know blah and i always go for that because it's always a better deal and i then i don't have to worry about it for a year so you go to DisneyPlus.com. This is not an advertisement, by the way. <laughs> you can either uh, sign up for Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for $13 a month. Uh-huh. Or sign up specifically for Disney Plus for $7 a month. I stand corrected. That That is awesome. 
Uh, 18 plus only includes Hulu. The Hulu is ad supported. Yes. Yeah. Hulu, Hulu has two different tiers. One is with ads and one is without. Um, I think the one without is $12 a month or something like that. Of course, it's been proven that I don't remember these things. So, um, I get, yeah, you get yeah, too much. Wa- yeah. Way, way too many blows to the head. Um, um, but yeah. And the ads on Hulu are not that bad. No, it's like, they're like not, maybe 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not bad. It's like, uh, hi, you're watching our service with limited ads because you're too cheap to buy the premium package. Hi. Right. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so, and and alone, the Hulu and Disney Plus together for that price is not bad at all. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't really know much about ESPN Plus, so I don't know if that's worth it or not. But I think the only perk that would actually benefit me personally um, is that they do. Um, I can't remember if, it, if it's UFC Fight Pass or ESPN Plus that has the prelims of all their uh, uh, fight cards. Okay, okay. Um, like I, I'm going to their website right now, and like ESPN Originals, which the 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 what is it? Thirty for thirty. Yeah, you have access uh, to the full thirty for thirty library. Uh, okay, I, I would um, love that. I would love that. ESPN Plus, not an advertisement. I'm just reading off the screen. Uh, is your destination for all things UFC, including paper, including pay-per-view. Wow. Okay. Fight nights, Dana White's Contender Series, and detailed the mind of Daniel, Daniel Cormier, blah, 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 blah. Knowing that I can get every single UFC pay-per-view for the less of the price of a traditional UFC fucking pay-per-view... Mm. Like, I can, I can go tell my dad right now. Hey, uh, we need to we need to cut cable now. Yeah, yeah. I I cut cable a long time ago. I haven't had cable in probably ten years. So, uh, look. I do at, every I do everything through the internet. So so looking at this with the quote unquote premium. Disney Plus package being Hulu, Disney, ESPN, mm-hmm. uh, averaging around four dollars a piece. You have the WWE Network at nine ninety nine right now with a free, uh, with 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 a free version, which is nothing but table for three for me. Um, yeah, you, yeah. The 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 free options are limited. You have uh, New Japan World. You have Netflix. You have cornucopia amounts of free stuff on YouTube. Mm. So there is no reason whatsoever to have cable. There's really not. As, as long as you, as long as you have internet, and it, ne- it needs to be good internet. If, if your internet is weak, you're gonna have trouble. But, yeah, if, if you have a good, strong internet service, there's no reason for cable at all. All right, we're coming up in an hour. I just realized we've been bullshitting for that long. 
Dr. Wayne Camp, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, thecinemasticast.com. Uh, that is our uh, movie and television review, quote unquote, uh, site. Um, it is, it's a lot of fun to put that together. Uh, Will is one of our featured authors. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and you can also find me at RadioFreeGTR.com. That is our weekly podcast all about the world of geek. Uh, and that's we do that every week. So I, I, want, I want this to be on video. Okay. But you said, and I quote, Will, you're a fucking genius. Can you confirm uh, that this actually happened? I can confirm that I called Will a genius. Because uh, on the cinemasicast.com, our, our article that came out this week, Will wrote something that leads into next week. Which... Some of you might not understand that. How how does that work? You got you got to go to the website and read the articles, and you'll see how that works. Uh, it, it was but, it was specifically the uh, best Halloween movie. Yes. And if you go read that article, you'll see what's leading into the true horror that I had to sit and watch <laughs> again and again and again because. There was more than one episode on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put them there. Don't look at me. No, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeding my hatred towards the people who uploaded them. Um, uh, but yeah, just to be just to be clear, I'm not a real doctor. Don't come after me. No, it's just a stage name that I was given a long time ago because every promotion has to have a doctor. Uh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Dude, every independent promotion in the entire world has somebody who is called doctor. and Or physically has a doctor on site or doctor, right, like someone dressed right. in scrubs. Yeah, there's, but there's always a manager or an announcer who is called the doctor. And uh, just one day, uh, here's, here's a little, a little uh, tidbit. Uh, I started working for the Real Wrestling Federation here in Memphis and uh, I was going to be the uh, owner slash commissioner I don't I don't think we ever really decided which one I was so I just decided I was both and uh, the guy who owned it was like well what do we call you and I kind of racked my brain for a minute and he went you know a lot about wrestling don't you and I was like yeah I know a good bit you're the doctor and i was like nice doctor camp sounds good to me and he was like yep every promotion's got to have a doctor you know like, what all right <laughs> what makes this really hilarious is that you didn't go this entire hour without calling me opie and i appreciate that i i only call you opie when you are wearing a ref shirt and you are causing me grief as I'm trying to get the, my charge mm -hmm. past your crooked officiating and winning a match. That's when you are open. 
Anyway. Let's, let's try one, two. So, so before this gets out of control, I actually muted him through OBS. So whatever he's saying right now, I can hear, but the lovely people cannot. So Wayne Camp, uh, cinemasticast.com, Radio Free GTR, go check him out. And uh, my name is uh, Will Blanton. AKA H2O Happy Dude. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at H2O Happy Dude. You can check out the podcast Twitter, HDMD Podcast. You are uh, more than welcome to submit questions and whatnot. And I'll get to them when I get enough of them for a QA episode momentarily. Uh, next week, we have fr- another friend of mine, Brody Scott. He's going to come in and talk, uh, hopefully, about. Uh, Can you do that again? I now unmuted you. Um, <laughs> I said, yay, Brody. So uh, Brody Scott will be in next week to talk about the generalization of podcasts and how much it's boomed in the COVID era. Um, so uh, catch him on next week's episode. Uh, hopefully I'll have this up. If this is up before Monday, then uh, probably actually do that live on Twitch. We're not 100% sure on the exact uh, timing and how that's going to work. Because as you can see now, up here and down there, there's nothing but black bars. So I'm going to kind of work on that after this. So HDMD Podcast on Twitter. I am now uploading to a new RSS feed. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, you have found the correct one. If you haven't, go check out the Twitter and I'll send you. Yeah. So... For Dr. Wayne Camp, my name is H2O Happy Dude Will Blanton, and I will see you guys on the next episode of the Happy Dude Mind Dump. Bye. Oh, and I also forgot, uh, all music that you've been listening to uh, has been brought to you by OC Remix. So, bye.